Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 42 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated, never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. We're broadcasting live on Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. This is franchise episode number 228 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Jeff Ponder, and Bill Day. And for your listening pleasure, we'll be with you for the next little while talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with us on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. Uh, my account is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff Ponder is at jponder94. Follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and you can check out our YouTube channel. Uh, the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen to or watch past episodes, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts, mugs, and stickers. That all, uh, all proceeds go back into the show. For those of you watching the live show right now on YouTube, feel free to comment in the live chat below, which is, I'll do what they do on the YouTube, the, the YouTubers do. They, they point down to stuff below to click on and, and access and... I'll be cool like that. Uh, what, and if, what are you looking at the YouTube chat on? Is it an iPad? Me? Yeah, I have a laptop to my side. Okay, because yeah. for I think desktop, it's it's on the right. Mm. So you say that every week, and I'm oh, always that's right. Like, Mine's that's on right. the right. That's right. <laughs> so I should. I should so uh, it's uh. Whoop. It's like I this that. Way. <laughs> that yeah. Way. That way. Over there. That way. No, that way. Yep. For desktop. Whatever. Wait. You're, yeah. You're backwards. I'm backwards. Is this right. way? Yes. See, Good left, God. Left is right. Do you think with all that time we spend before the show, <laughs> know what the hell we're doing? We get that part worked out too. Uh, if you enjoy we the don't. show, we we ask that you, if you wouldn't mind leaving us uh, a nice and friendly review on iTunes, uh, we'd appreciate it greatly. Um, how are you guys? How was Thanksgiving? Good. Yeah. Mm, not so bad. Turkey stuffing. Turkey stuffing. Dude, oh, good food. Good meat. Good. <laughs> okay, pretty <Jim>. much <laughs> uh yeah it was great uh my uh man I a lot of traveling between families i'm crazy i always do that that turkey trot in the morning mm-hmm. and every year i say i'm not doing this next year and i still make myself do it every year just because i eat two thanksgiving meals so i tell myself oh you're gonna burn off some of the calories but then uh one of the guys that we've all played hockey with uh, commented on my post about that and said uh, it was uh, it was some news report that said uh, for one Thanksgiving meal, your average Thanksgiving meal, to burn off all the calories, I think it said you need to run. I think it was for three hours, 
or walk for five hours. And there was something else like bike, like a hundred miles. And I'm like, oh, I didn't need to see that. I ran a five yeah. k. I feel good about myself. See, I mean, I, I, when I walk at a, at a nice pace, it's like uh, what 15 minutes for a mile for me, something like that. My yeah. And so it's like that's you know four miles in an hour, something like that. And so yeah, if I'm if I'm doing, but it, I mean, it's a ticket. Yeah, hundred calories a mile, something like that ish, give or take. Yeah, it's, I mean, it doesn't take much. It's, no. it's, it's, I mean, it really, I mean, the whole calorie in, calorie out thing is true. And uh, oftentimes it's best to just uh, choose not to eat yes. <laughs> as opposed to work it off. <laughs> I mean, it's so much easier just to not eat the 400 calorie thing than it is to walk for an hour or yep. whatever, or run for it a half really an hour is. or whatever it is. It really See, is. See, the key is <laughs> go on walks while eating your meals. <clears throat> that doesn't work. That doesn't work. You can eat while you, yeah, eat while you're on the treadmill. It's kind of like. There you go. Have like a big balance. old chicken wing, like while you're on the treadmill. Zero nut game. That's the way to do it. Oh, light sound uh, geometry. Scuba says someone been busy in movie maker. Uh, no, Come on, give me some credit. That's not movie maker. That's premiere. Jeez. Yeah, you're talking to a pro here. Come on. Come on, jeez. This guy's uh, been podcasting for over eight years. Over eight years. Is that right? Yeah, we're eighth season. So yeah, wow. that, I mean that's crazy. It's been and, a long and time. And they're not like Letter Kenny seasons where it's <laughs> eight get, episodes. Yeah, eight episodes twice a year. No, this is going to uh, be our longest season yet. It is. Uh, thanks to your summer series, they're uh, mm-hmm. boosting the numbers. Yep, that's <laughs> we the only reason I did it. We were up near thirty there when the season started. Over thirty. Yep. <laughs> we oh. take half the season off now. We got yeah, all right. We take a break for a month. Take the holidays Just like off. the Blues did at the start of the year last year. <laughs> yeah, they took it out until January. Or like how the Sabres are now. <laughs> well, yeah, they did that last year too, though. Yep. Well, I mean, the Blackhawks aren't even a real team right now. <laughs> 17 skaters. <laughs> I'd have played for I, free. I, yeah. I think the way they played last night, I'm pretty sure we could have given them a run for their money. Yeah, they Jesus. were not good. No, they were not. Oof. We have a. We'll a, get to that. We yeah. We have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. There's, uh, I mean, there's. Let me go on the list here. We got uh, today in Blues history. We got uh, NHL coaches that we're gonna talk about that are the fits hitting the shan with a bunch of those guys. Uh, uh, the games of the Blues. Blues won four in a row. We'll, we'll talk about some of that. Uh, Clem Costin has an update. Uh, so it, you know, we're uh, we got a lot to talk about. But first, I wanted to mention there was something that went down. I want to take a minute. Uh, to clarify something I said on Twitter a couple days ago that kind of snowballed into something it shouldn't have. Uh, Blues forward Nathan Walker was called up for his first game as Blue the other night, uh, and Walker is from Australia, for those who didn't know. I don't know who – you have to be under living under a rock to not know that by now because um, people are just – they don't stop talking about that fact. But anyway, I guess it's because you don't really hear a lot of Australian accents in the NHL. Anyway. Uh, during the TV broadcast on Fox Sports Midwest, it was either in his first or second game, uh, uh, Pang and Kelly uh, joked that uh, Walker only eats at Outback Steakhouse. I put on Twitter that to, to gain feedback from uh, folks to see if that was in poor taste or not. I felt it was. Um, I mean, it's not racist, but it's it's nationalist, and it was it was weird to hear it on, on TV, you know, in today's environment. So anyway. Uh, the thread went sideways. I mean, a, tr- a Twitter thread going 
sideways is kind of like no what no what? never uh most agreed some disagreed and some called me names because of course it's twitter <laughs> um and uh, in that thread i ended up agreeing with somebody who called the on-air comment lazy uh someone at fox sports midwest asked around got my number and they texted me about it and people weren't happy that uh that was implied that it was lazy but which you know and that's not that's not what I said and what I implied. I, what I, what I, what I, I can see how it appeared that way. Um, I, I, w- I was commenting on the fact I thought the comment itself was maybe a little lazy. I didn't think, I would never imply that the, the broadcast team is lazy. That's, that's, uh, I, I mean, I, the exact opposite. I think we have one of the better tandems in the NHL on, on, on Fox Sports Midwest. I would never refer to them as being lazy at all. Um, so I, I apologize for that, and for thinking about it and, and seeing how the the thread was going, I decided I'd to take the, all the comments down because I didn't I didn't like the vibe it was giving off. Uh, the tone of the thread isn't what I intended it to be, so I took it all down. Uh, at least my comments, anyway. So I just want to make it clear that I respect I respect the hell of the broadcast team. They did a fantastic job, one of the better tandems in the NHL, like I said. Um, uh, you know, and my comment was solely directed at that one comment and not at their overall body of work, which I think is great. So, uh, and I, I think I attributed a Foster's Lager comment after the game to Pang and that he did not say that. So I, I retract that. I'm, I apologize for that. So that it was not, I, I, I watched the game again. I'm like, surely he did. And I'm like, I'll be damned. He didn't. So who said it? It must've been a reporter or something when they were interviewing him. So uh, I had that wrong. So in short, I was just looking to have a conversation. I wasn't looking to ruffle any feathers or upset anyone. And that's what, how it ended up. So, but you that's did been it on Twitter. I did yeah. it on Twitter, and I, you know, and For that's not was it's not my intent, and that's not I didn't I'm not never call anybody lazy. I mean, that's it's not what I meant. So, uh, my apologies to anyone that would that took offense. So, um, let's let's just point this out that I think every week we're gonna have to start having this segment at the start of the show. Kurt apologizes to with Twitter folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. Uh, the you know, a bunch of snowflakes. No, I'm kidding, kidding, joking, joking. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think that, and I'll echo you. I thought your original comment on it, I agreed with you 100. percent Um, but it's just a matter of conversations continuing and things falling down a rabbit rabbit hole, and and you know people saying things and misconstruing things, and you know uh, I don't know if if uh, the bro- any of the broadcast team was tagged in that post at all, but. You know, no. they're seeing it probably hours later and yeah, it's going to not look as good as, as in the moment. So uh, in terms of your original comment, I was with you. I didn't read anything else, but from what it sounds like, it was just kind of turned into a shit show like Twitter does. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm with you, but uh, sorry you had to go through that, Kurt, but uh, <laughs> it, you want me to want me to fight anyone for you? Just just let me know. I, it, I mean, like I said, I, I stand by what I said initially. I, I, mean, I But um, as far as like discussion purposes, I just I was just putting it out there just to discuss it. And I thought, you know, this is the way it, it, it came off to me. I mean, did anybody else see it that way? A lot of people did, to be honest. Uh, and uh, so and I think uh, Kerber and Vitaly uh, even brought it up on uh, on Camwex. So it got their attention. So, I, I mean, I. Yeah, I, I think it really kind of got a lot bigger than uh, it should have been and uh, kind of got blown out of proportion in certain areas where it, it's, not, it's not what I meant or implied. So. I think uh, this is a new commenter, so welcome to the live shows. If you're coming for the first time, Patty Bast adds, uh, Kerber and Vitelli talked about it last night too, as Kurt just said. 
Uh, none of us were able to listen to that. We didn't hear it today. So if uh, you have any commentary that maybe that was said on there that uh, we're unaware about, we'd like to know what uh, what they talked about. Tom Davis uh, says, seriously, it was a joke. Army sent down Costin, and this is what we're talking about. I'm getting <laughs> out of the way, uh, and we're done with it. So, you know, I, I just wanted to say my piece because I think, it, uh, you know, when you say something and, it's, and it construes a certain way and it's not that's not what you meant, I mean, I want to clear the air. I've had to come on here and apologize or something I said to a fellow podcaster last year. So, uh, so no no harm, no foul. I think uh, we all need to just have thick spines and realize that sometimes things are said that uh, shouldn't be taken so seriously. Yeah, well, um, and uh, yeah, so not all jokes are funny. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. <laughs> that that is a nice way to tie a bow around that. Yeah, let's just move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, our well beer, put. Our, yeah, and we're uh, and end scene. Uh, we are uh, official beers of episode number two hundred and twenty-eight. Before we talk about Costin, which I mean, we're not. I mean, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, Bill, what do you got? Let's make it quick. Come on, we're in a hurry to get to Costin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine's half gone. Uh, three Floyd's, uh, Chicago area. They're um, northwest Indiana. Turn it around. Um, yeah. uh, oh, Let's see yeah. that label. There <laughs> we go. All I care about is Kurt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually it's at least someone cool, does. Yeah, pretty cool logo. It's a Christmas porter by Three Floyd's. Uh, it's good um, for a dark beer. Pretty hoppy. Um, mm. And uh, hoppy, but it's yeah, it's it's tasty. Better than the Robert the Bruce scotch ale by them that i had i was saying on youtube on the, uh, the video uh for those on youtube <laughs> you really can't make out bill's shirt too well it's like my arc my my arcade cabinet in the back is like the, the same color on screen as his sweater and he's just like a Your floating it's all, head it's all very black yeah <laughs> yeah mm. <clears throat> well we tonight need, i we need to borrow somebody's green screen i was just gonna say green go. screen green screen 101 that'll be our uh, next patreon that we'll do jeff What's yours? Uh, what you got? So uh, tonight I've got uh, the Mary Berry Ale from Schlafly. Uh, let's see, camera three. Here we go. Uh, this is uh, their Christmassy beer. I think it what came out last year or two years yep. ago. Uh, yep. I, I love it. Christmas ale last year. Yeah, the Christmas ale was great. I loved it. But uh, I, I was like you. I remember we had this conversation last year, Bill. I didn't want to try it because I was pissed they didn't bring back the other Christmas ale. Um, but then I tried it and it's, it's just got a very good berry flavor. It's not overpowering. It's not, you know, like a, like a cider that, uh, you only have one of, uh, I could have multiple ones of these. I think it's great. So if you guys haven't had it yet, I recommend it. Mary Berry Ale from Schlafly. I went to the school with a Mary Berry. I remember we I, had that exact conversation I was gonna, last year. I was going to say, <laughs> I've said that before. You've had this beer before. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I did go to school with a Mary Berry. That's terrible. Uh, I, Her parents know, I mean, should be shot. <laughs> I also went to school with a Jekyll Ann Hyde, which I brought up on this show before too. That is ridiculous. I, you know, I mean, she she ran with it. It was fine. Uh, mine is the uh, Shiner Holiday Cheer. It's three Christmas beers. Yeah. So uh, I'm a big fan. I saw the Schnooks and like you know this stuff. Uh, you can't. It's not that much around. I mean, they have it and they and they people buy it. So I, I had it. I saw the Schnooks and I bought a six pack so I can have it this year. Some years I miss out on it. So uh, let's see. Tom Davis in YouTube chat says, uh, after the last segment, I need a beer myself. <laughs> uh, you and me both, sir. Don't worry. We, we're getting into a segment here, uh, pretty much our first hockey segment, that I think we're all going to need a couple beers to talk about. 
<laughs> I think if anyone is following the NHL, they know what we're probably going to get into. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, today in Blues history, Curtis of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, December 3rd, 2019, uh, December 3rd, 2011, the uh, versus the Chicago Blackhawks, David Perron <laughs> scored a goal in his first game back after missing 97 games with a concussion that he faked. Yeah, that he faked. Yep, that he faked. Uh, let's not forget trying to, that. Trying to victimize <laughs> poor Joe Thornton, good Canadian boy. <laughs> Braun's a big faker. Uh, I, this won't, w- uh, I won't uh, make anybody relive the story that I've told, but uh, yeah, eight years ago today was my first day in the press box, so that was my first game. So witnessing that in the press box with Andy Strickland by my side, a name drop, and a couple other Blackhawks reporters to my right, uh, that was a pretty special moment for me. Andy Strickland, uh, uh, kind of, what's it today? Did you see that uh, talked about on Twitter? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we'll talk about that. We'll talk uh, about that but, later. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> um, but the prod thing, it was, I mean, your first game in the press box, I, I, I mean, this was just a big deal in general. Uh, I Pretty emotional. I mean, he comes back from that 97 games. Yeah. Uh, and to score in his first game back, it's like, oh, God, I want to jump through the TV and, was, and hug him. It was his first or second uh, shift wasn't it? Yeah, it was early. It was pretty early. Yeah, early. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. I, I I decided, and again, if I've told this part before, I, I apologize. But I decided that since that was my first game, I'm like, I'm not going to do the locker room thing. I'm just going to get the experience in the box. I'll do locker room thing later. <laughs> Strickland told me he's like, no, you're coming down to the locker room and walking down to the locker room and seeing David Perron sitting there, all of his teammates kind of still you know all in emotions because it's his first game back and yeah they lost that game but that was a crazy moment for me uh, just wow i can't believe i'm here <laughs> uh are they all gonna be like this mm-hmm. um <laughs> this is great yep. uh december 3rd 2002 fred brathwaite made 33 saves and recorded his 15th career shutout in the st louis blues five behind allen right in uh, the St. Louis Blues 4 0 win versus the Boston Bruins. This was the first Blues shutout in Boston in 32 plus years. November 5th, 1970 was the. And of course it was Fred Brathwaite. Yeah, I mean, Mr. I don't know what to call him. <laughs> Fab Five Ready. <laughs> Fab Five Ready. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so November 5th, 1970, who was in goal? Gosh. Oh, Wakely. That's a good guess. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna, someone, look it up. someone look it up. I would have Why is the, the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Mr. Blue's hat. <laughs> uh, December third, nineteen seventy-four. The year I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was about. I was less than three months old. Um, just over two months. Two and a half, maybe. Uh, in the St. Louis Blues, uh, five to one win versus the California Seals. Bob Gasoff scored his first NHL goal and had his first career multi-point game, and Bob Hess had his first two-goal game. Uh, the Twitter account, the at STL Blues History Twitter account, posted uh, an image of uh, the box score. Also, the uh, program for the game, the lineup, the roster, and a ticket stub. And on the ro- on the uh, program, there's a Falstaff beer Advertisement and the ticket is like six seventy five for the for a loge seat, section three hundred five, and the old Channel Eleven logo with was that a tree? I guess it's a tree. Yeah, man, that's old school stuff. It's fun to see. 
That's the kind of stuff you get and you frame and you hang on a wall. Your man cave. Or if your STL Blues history, digitize it. Right, digitize it. I think uh, doesn't a lot of Jeff. Uh, you guys are like uh, best buds. Uh, does he does he digitize a lot of his stuff, or does he get some of his stuff from like uh, low def blues? Right. Um, well? you talking about STL Blues history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, best bud. Let's go with that. I, <laughs> we're we're best buds. We hang out. Actually, it's funny because he walks his dog constantly, and. I'm same time every day, and I, I was out putting Christmas lights up, and three days in a row, and every day he was like, "Is that all you do anymore? Is put up Christmas lights?" So, uh, yeah, I, I I see that guy all the time. But um, yeah, he gets a lot of his stuff from Lil Def Blues. He's gotten actually some stuff from me, um, and he's kind of been a little more proactive lately of anyone who has anything uh, sending it over to him. So he's uh, he's kind of getting from everywhere, but. I know him and Low Def Blues are, are constantly in conversation about that kind of stuff. Yeah, two good Twitter accounts there. Yep. Uh, well, we have a request in the YouTube chat. Uh, X, Lachlan ruined it. He says, hey, fellas, how are you all doing? Can you also stop calling me Lachlan and call me Austin? Well, See you if you remember that. Change your, I know, right? And you change your yeah. YouTube name to Austin, be a lot easier. <laughs> yep. Austin ruined it. We're all old guys. We don't really have uh, the the ability to remember things. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on in this show. Uh, he also said, uh, this is amazing. Jeff's not delayed today. Yeah, we uh, figured that out last week. So we're uh, we're good to go, hopefully, from here on out. Ooh, oh, Bill. Oh, I'm... Bill. What? What about you me? You may have been right. I think uh, Ernie Wakely was the man that was in goal. Mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> I wow. should. I should be. I don't, that doesn't seem player. right, though. Bill Apparently, he only throwed up there. That might have. That might have been a dual shutout because he only had 13 saves in that game. Well, and it doesn't. It doesn't show that he got the win either. But they played. Who? Who did they play? That wasn't the Golden Seals. So was, who was it? Uh, that was. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. No? So it was a dual shutout. It was that Boston. Was or. Yeah, Boston, Boston on November 5th, 1970. Uh, so 25 saves for Hall, for Glenn Hall, and 13 saves for Ernie Wakely. And uh, it looks like Hall was credited with the win. So I imagine that means, and he played 40 minutes. So I'm guessing that means Glenn Hall played the first two periods and then Wakely played third. It was a 6 nothing win. So they maybe they pulled, they switched goalies to give him a rest. I don't know. I don't know. All I can say is that is probably my deepest cut answer in a trivia question of this show ever. Hey, and technically, I, I I would count that correct. If somebody asked that question and they and you said Ernie Wakely, you uh, only yeah. played one period, I'd give it to you. That's fine. You're fine. Uh, Scuba says I missed the Twitter thing. I'm guessing Kurt said something. LOL. Yes, Kurt did. Uh, Mr. Booze Hat says skip the coach thing. Just go to Allen. <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, Tom Davis asks, is Bill drinking from a wine glass? Uh, it's actually a Goose Island uh, glass. Not wine. Close. It's, it's a stemmed beer glass. It's, 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 it's pinkies up beer glass. It is. It may have been thieved from a local establishment about five shush, years ago. Shush, 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 shush. Shush, I didn't hear shush. that. Nobody heard that. <laughs> I have an entire collection of pint glasses from McGurk's that we stole back. <laughs> All in the day. 16 billion listeners just heard that. Congratulations. Nice. Mm. 
And uh, Tom also says if he's mixing wine and beer, that could be why he's yawning. Mm. Bill, wake the fuck <laughs> up. It could also be that I've been up since 5 a.m. We got a show to do. Yeah. Austin Lynch. I think that's Lachlan. He has officially changed his name. Here we go. All right, Austin. Now we just got to remember remember that he was Lachlan ruined it. It's Lachlan. Yep. There he goes. Yep. Um, Real quick, before we get into anything else, Mr. Blues Hat is in the chat. So I have a direct question for you, sir. We uh, talked, I think it was, or it was, might have been our first live show of the season. Uh, we talked about the Blues Championship ring and how it costs too much money, and we were like, there's no way any of us are getting it. What about you, Mr. Blues Hat? And he was like, no. And then we were like, what about the replica? And he was like, no, that thing's hideous. Did I not see today that he posted that he got a ring? Don't, I mean, they do sell, uh, China does sell them. <laughs> he did maybe say that, no maybe, comment there, so. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's what he he acquired. Or maybe he got uh, you know the 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 fan version, the cheaper version. It was like it was like a couple of thousand dollars for that thing. You're talking about the replica? Yeah. He said he the, wouldn't get that one either because he said it was hideous. The rel- I, so the wow. the authentic one was twelve grand. The replica was six. Okay. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's hideous. It's just, I mean, to be honest. It, it, no, that's fine. It, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm calling. I'm calling Mr. Blues Hat out because he said. He would not he buy did. it because it was hideous. He did, he and did and it look and he's giving me a little smiley emoji. Ancient, so that tells me, and he says <laughs> ancient Chinese, ancient secret. Chinese secret. So, yeah, okay, <laughs> I, it might have cost him thirty five dollars. I was I was getting ready to start the rumor that uh, his BFF Francesca just gave it to him, took oh, it from Pat. Yeah, oh, maybe yeah, I'm sure that maybe. would happen. That yeah. uh, let's get into some dark territory there, Bill. That's the attention away from Kurt. That's a that's a bad. <laughs> oh well, in that case, yeah, let's talk about yeah. Let's I hit on the notes. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, hey, uh, Mr. Blues, I will cheeks. tell you what. Oh I will take my you, god, I will uh, I will gladly gladly uh, take you off the stand if you tell me your ancient Chinese secret. I'd love to hear this because maybe I'm interested. Well, slighted to Jeff's DMs. <laughs> Slide into but, my DMs, big boy. And Mr. Bluesy had just made a comment that that was what got him into trouble in the first place, was it not? <laughs> the same comment you made. <laughs> Isn't that what caused the the issue? Oh man. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, Tom uh, Davis, real quick. Didn't stemmed beer play goalie for the Seals in 1975? <laughs> As stemmed Eddie beers. I like that yeah. stemmed beer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Austin Lynch says, uh, how much was the, uh, replica cut behind you? And that's uh, behind Bill, which is we're Bill and I are actually in the same room with the magic of technology. It looks like we're in different rooms, but, uh, yeah, the, the cup was an amazon.com purchase. You can check out the, it's on there. You can see how much it is. I don't want to brag how much it is. It's not, it doesn't cost as much as Mr. Blue's hat's ring. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> I got to remember to bring the, uh, gloves back. Oh yeah, right. The white gloves. The white gloves. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't think I haven't forgot. Those are high quality. They are. High Austin, quality. you <laughs> should uh, slide in. From, slide from into Richard's Kurt's DMs, uh, big collection. boy. <laughs> uh, uh, also, uh, yeah, the, it's funny you said that you guys are in the same room. I am too. It looks like almost our paint color is yeah, ridiculously the, close. Yeah, we, we could all be in the same room. We got to We got to If seriously, if you ever decide to repaint, or I ever decide to repaint, we need to collaborate because it's ridiculous how close they are. Yeah, one of us needs to go. You can go pink. 
That's Take fine. Next time, fuchsia, salmon. Go salmon. Salmon's a good color. <clears throat> I like salmon. It's good enough for Ross and friends. It's good enough for anybody. <laughs> um, the NHL coaches are hitting the fan, I guess. <laughs> uh, Bill Peters, Mark Crawford, Mike Babcock, uh, just a all kinds of stuff going down. The Me Too Me Too movement has uh, hit the NHL. Uh, former Blackhawks prospect uh, Akeem Alou, right? Alou. Uh, accused uh, former Rockford Icehawks head coach Bill Peters of hurling racial slurs at him during the 08 09 season, and several other former players uh, accused Peters of physical abuse on the bench. Alou said he, and this is, this is, I, I, this is the, the first time I actually saw this quote was today. Uh, Alou said he walked in before a morning pregame skate and said, uh, Hey, Akeem, I'm sick of you playing that. N-word shit, referring to a loose selection of hip-hop music. He said, I'm sick of hearing this N-word fucking other N-words in the ass stuff. Wow. I was like, fuck. Holy shit. He's a wordsmith. Two teammates yeah. at the time. <laughs> cr- 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 Clearly has an English degree. He's, oh, he's so eloquent. Uh, two teammates at the time corroborated, uh, corroborated uh, Olu's accusations. After the incident, Peters called Lou in his office, not to apologize, mind you, but to say, uh, you know, I'm just sick of this N-word shit. It's every day from now on, we need to play different music. So that's the hill that Peters chose to die on, apparently, um, was music in the locker room. I, uh, you Pe- know what's, we, we're going to talk about what, what, he's, what happened, and obviously people know, probably, if you're listening to this show, but... Um, there's nothing we can say. There's really no discussion we need to get into about what was said. We think we can all agree that that's unnecessary. The thing that that gets me is, again, this was in the 2008-2009 season. How in the world has it been 11 years later, 10 years later, or whatever, and we're just now hearing about this? You, you, uh, 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 fr- uh, th- it was, they talked about this and, 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 uh, alluded. I mean, he's, he was just, he was trying to make it, you know, and he, he's not, he's not going right. to question a coach. And he did. He actually, uh, fired back against the coach. The coach yelled at him in practice after this and it, it was building up and he was upset about it. And Lou turned to him and said, don't fucking talk to me. And then the next day he was sent down. Yeah, uh, and I ECHL. heard that players even went to management, right, and said, "Hey, this is what happened. Something needs to be done," and they did nothing about it. Uh, yeah, I didn't, that's possible. I didn't read that particular thing about this one, but uh, I know that uh, players did say stuff about Babcock in Detroit. Well, and, I know he's. Uh, I know he's trying to, like you said, I know he's trying to make it. I don't blame him for not coming out against him. Right. But what about the veteran players on that team? What about your captain? You know, I mean, that's what's shocking to me. Like, I mean, he said, he said, the, he said the entire locker room, you could hear a pin drop after he said that, like everybody was like in shock. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't there. I, and to be honest, I mean, do you, I mean, do you, your, your coach basically has you by the balls in the minors. You, I mean, you, you can't, what are you going to do? Nothing. I mean, is it, if you're a rookie in the NHL, you know, or if you're if in the minors trying to trying to make your way up, I mean, you don't want to piss anybody off. I, I just and he controls your ice time, he controls situational play, he controls your success, and I just I don't know. I I, I get I get why he 
didn't say anything. I mean, it, but I mean, this traumatized a lot of players. I mean, stuff like this. I, I uh, get it. I get why he didn't, but I'm, again, I'm just yeah. surprised that, yeah. and, and I'm not even saying right away, but I'm saying yeah. like a retire, a player retires, you know, a, a, the captain or one of the veteran guys from that team retires and Bill Peters is working his way to the NHL. How is something not said then? I know. I know. Uh, when when asked why he waited nearly ten years to step forward, Alou pointed to former San Francisco San Francisco quarterback uh, Colin Kaepernick as a reason to stay quiet because uh, he got blackballed or apparently uh, allegedly <laughs> got blackballed. Uh, we can we don't, uh, we don't need to be stirring up anything here, but I mean he was blackballed possibly before, that's but it's I, not the what, case anymore. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, but now I mean, it's a talent issue. I'm just saying that's <laughs> what he said, and so he felt he was blackballed. So that's why he, that's a reason why. Better than being uh, blue-balled. Th- no, granted, this happened before the Kaepernick thing, but he said, just look at the Kaepernick thing, and if he was blackballed, you know, that's that's why I didn't do it, because I was afraid of being blackballed. Um, and the Alou uh, story triggered tweets from former Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Michael Jordan uh, alleging abusive behavior by Peters when he was coach of the Hurricanes, which Rod Brendamore corroborated. Said, yep, that happened. <laughs> so... Uh, and Peters, uh, uh, he uh, ultimately resigned his position as head coach of the uh, Calgary Flames amid investigations and after admitting the racial slurs. So, mm. and I was surprised. I think that the thing that surprised me most about the whole thing is how long it took from the word of this getting out to him departing. What was the time frame? It you know, several days. You know, it's it's one of those things. And, you know, good, good on people for not rushing to judgment, the people in the the right positions. Agree. Um, Yeah, that's true. You know, you don't want to see knee jerk stuff. No, I I love that process given. Yeah. Good. Because in this country lately, it's been you're you're guilty until proven innocent. And And seeing another country okay in canada <laughs> yes in, in, true. Pro sports. in other countries it's okay in pro sports in, in i think we Russia. see it that that you are and again most of these guys when this this kind of stuff comes out you know i mean there's i don't want to say most but a lot of times it, it's you know factual um you know i mean i hate to say it i know that we have our opinions about patrick kane but when that came out you know people were gunning for him and saying take him out of the league obviously he's he's a he's a rapist he's a you know uh, a womanizer and, and then all of a sudden well, it comes out all clear everything's fine yeah, so i think and i know that there's some questions about but in all honesty the the legal process did its job and, and patrick kane kept his job in the nhl and rightfully so because nothing was proven to actually be incorrect in his uh in, in the allegations that came against him and i think it's the same thing here with bill peters that they did their due process they made sure everything they okay let's investigate ourselves you know let's see uh let's talk to the right people and they did the right thing it wasn't a knee jerk we're just gonna fire this guy right now and and get away from it um kurt go ahead i I have a question for you guys but kurt go ahead well i was just gonna say that i think the the it stems from uh the the movement to uh take everything very seriously take all accusations seriously um because of how in the past everything allegedly was uh, not believed, not supported. People were afraid to come forward because of uh, this, that, and the other reason. So I think uh, when people do come forward now, they don't want people to shy away from coming forward when something goes wrong and they have a problem. They want people to come forward with 
what they're dealing with if it's you know a problem and i think that's that's why people were so quick to uh, vi- uh you know villainize kane was because they they want they they believe this these accusations and uh, so there's a there's a fine line there where you want to you know investigate fully um without um you know what's the word uh uh, uh the person who's doing the accusations without uh, not believing the them and causing them to, yeah, right. the victim accuser blaming, yeah, victim blaming, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, but because you really do, I mean, because apparently, apparently, but before the last few years, especially, that so much stuff happened that women just uh, women especially they couldn't come forward, and they were afraid to, and so I think that the the movement is to push the op- door the opposite direction to get more people to come forward for things that, that need to be come forward, like, you know, the Weisenstein thing and stuff. So I mean, just, I mean, all the kinds of stuff like that. So, but anyway, I agree. Uh, you, it's good that the, the due process was, went through and, and that apparently I felt, I mean, at the time I was, I was in that boat. I was like, Oh, Kane, what a piece of shit. But, uh, that was, you know, jump the gun. Yeah. Well, um, us in this neck of the woods are probably, you know, more apt to believe it. Yeah, it because to our biases. And I think too that Kane was known as a partier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was tons yeah. of pictures of him, like just completely wasted at parties and stuff. And so it was an easy thing to believe that that happened. I mean, and we it's wanted just, to believe it. I think yeah, a lot of people that's did. That's true. I, mean, I do. A lot, I think of a lot of people, people did. Wanted they didn't to like. It. They didn't like Kane, so they wanted to believe that he, so he get in trouble for something like that. Yep. Um, unfortunately. Uh, Mark Crawford, uh, several former players uh, allege that uh, Mark Crawford physically abused them during his stints as an NHL coach. Sean Avery most recently said that Crawford kicked him so hard during a game that left a bruise on his backside, but but he did defend the coach on Twitter saying that he was a demanding coach who would actually fight for his players. Patrick O'Sullivan said that Crawford kicked him during games, according to the Chicago Tribune. Former Blackhawks defenseman Brent Sopel said that Crawford kicked and choked him during his stint with the Vancouver Canucks. That's crazy. Um, and uh, plus, he doesn't wash his hands after he pees. So there's that. That's a factual comment. It is a factual comment. It is. <laughs> At least he didn't when it was witnessed uh, by a source of ours, <laughs> and which was on draft entry draft day in uh, 1996. So of all days not to wash your hands. Uh, David is shaking hands with a bunch of drafted players. So, and uh, 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 Dan Hynote was one of those players. So, oh, look out Dan, for Dan Hynote. Dan Hynote could have had some pee on his hands there <laughs> on the John draft day. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, real quick, before we get into Mark Crawford, I wanted to ask you guys one question about Bill Peters, and, and then we'll we'll end that. Um, if the Calgary Flames, let's say they they had a start that they had last year, they're first in the Pacific. Things are looking good. Johnny Gaudreau's playing well. Monahan's tearing up the league. Um, Riddich looks great in net. Obviously, I think they still fire him. But how much harder would that be of a sell to Flames fans? Would it have been if the Flames were in first place when they make that firing? Yeah, they have to. They have It'd to. be a hard sell, though, right? I mean, wouldn't at least some fans say, hey, what the hell? We're, nah, we're doing I- it. I th- I think it's an easy decision. Well, but don't forget he he resigned. Yeah, he was, he was well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Let's, that's forced true. to resign is my guess. Yeah, well, if he that's interesting because if he was fired, he'd still 
probably be on his contract. So, I mean, if he resigns, he forfeits his contract, I'm guessing, unless there's some kind of a goofy clause in his contract where it doesn't matter if you're fired for just cause for this reason, you know, then you wouldn't get your contract. So, uh, Mike Babcock, most notable, I guess, of all the coaches that have been uh, in the news, uh, Johan Franzen, most notably, said uh, he told the Swedish media that Babcock, Mike, Bab- Mike Babcock is the worst person he has ever met. Great coach, but he's a terrible person. The worst I've ever met. He's a bully who was who was attacking people. It could be a clean. Uh, it could be a cleaner at the arena in Detroit or anybody. He would lay into people without any reason. Mr. Blues Hat in the YouTube chat says that uh, uh, he kind of is. He's, he's really uh, generalizing. Uh, the all clear means equals paid off as far as Kane. Which okay. Uh, racial comments equals is bad. Okay. Physical abuse bad. Okay. Verbal abuse gray area. Well. I mean, with the, with the stuff with uh, Franz and, right. I mean, good God. I mean, I, I would I would say this is bad too. He I mean, well, I mean, Chris Chelios is defending Franz. Chris Chelios is defending Franz, and here's the thing: Mike Babcock has a psychology degree, mm-hmm. so he he uses that. I made a comment on Twitter that uh, it should be a requirement for all coaches to have a psych degree, so they would understand that yelling in a player's face might not be the best way to motivate every single player. Mm. You know, understand the player you're talking to. But apparently he has a psych degree, and so he used his powers for evil, <laughs> which which is scary because if you have a psych degree, then he, I mean, Franzen was a, a, had depression, and he was uh, dealing with concussion syndrome, and he, he was a mess, and Babcock knew that. He 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 diagnosed him and he tore him up to to do his bidding. Chelio said driven to a nervous breakdown on yeah. the bench. Nervous breakdown on the bench uh during the playoffs was it was game five. Um yeah, uh the Chelio said uh the incident happened in the game five of the wings two thousand twelve playoffs against Nashville. Uh Chelio said some of the things Babcock said to him, Franzen on the bench, uh, I didn't know what he said to him behind closed doors one-on-one, but he blatantly verbally assaulted him on, uh, during the game on the bench. Chelios said it got to the point where poor Johan, no one really knowing he was suffering from the concussion thing and the depression thing, just broke down and had a nervous breakdown, not only on the bench, but after the game in one of the rooms in Nashville. It was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. That's what he said. The one, Chelios, one of the worst things he's ever seen was Babcock berating Franzen, who was vulnerable. And I, I mean to have to force a guy to have a nervous breakdown, and I I mean, I bet my back. I mean, for everything you hear and you read, assuming it's all true, which I mean it's being backed up by players. That I mean, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's a complete piece. Of- I think we all have the tendency to forget uh, often that these players they're not robots; they're people, and you can see it here that with Babcock, yes, it's a power trip. Yes, it's I mean terrible, but. I mean, I think they forget their people too, you know? I mean, these aren't just guys who were there for, you know, five hours at the rink and then they, you just forget about them and then they show back up. I mean, they have lives, they have problems. And it's obvious that Babcock just didn't give a shit about them. Chelio said that, uh, and this, this was brought into question later, but on spit and checklist, this is where Chelios uh, said this stuff. He said that uh, Ken Holland 
the owner of the Red Wings, came down to the locker room and backed Babcock after that incident and said if anybody had a problem with that, to come up to his office so he could trade him. And then Holland later said that that particular incident wasn't related to Franzen and was related to uh, a different situation where they're being unrest in the locker room and a comment made on TV about that. So there's some question there whether uh, the timing of that, but still, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, and then uh, Darren Kimball last night on the, uh, on, the, on the Blues NHL podcast, they were talking about this, and I found <laughs> um, Kimball used the term libtard on their show to describe the folks behind the, the Me Too movement and this, this stuff going on in the NHL right now. Uh, so you so you know where he stands with with all of this, but he did he did say uh, some guys like Avery were doing it to just get attention, um, and he didn't think the coaches should be hitting players, obviously, but uh, he gave the impression that the abuse allegations are all overblown, and that's uh, that's real world stuff where your boss yells at you to get stuff done. Uh, basically, it's a it's a uh, basically his comment was guys need to grow thicker skin kind of comment, which I mean. I, I mean, and if I mean, if you've listened to Aaron Kimball talk and you've heard com- is him comment on various things, that, that I don't think that his comments surprised you much. But uh, it's a shame that I think I don't agree with that what at did, all. But what did Jamie Rivers say? Rivers was not was not on that show. Oh, he's, he does not, he do yeah. that show? Is he on there anymore? I don't know. He was not on the last show. Though. Oh, okay, that's probably a good call by him. <laughs> Just saying. Wow. <laughs> wow. You're going to have to come on the show next week and apologize to Darren Kimball again if you keep going. <laughs> I mean, that's just, come on, Darren. You're smarter than that. That's it, a ridiculous it, comment. It's a it's what you call a this bad This isn't take. the same as the real world stuff. I mean, I've never, if I had a boss smack me or kick well, me. He did, he did say better... that physical abuse shouldn't be done. Okay. But hey, he's, he's talking about the yelling and the screaming. He's like, you know, players need to get over it. No. Even though it led Franz into a nervous breakdown. I was going to say, there's some guys that, it's again, it's not just he's, he's weak. It's that he's in a poor mental state, you know? I mean, we, we've we all had our, ba- our bouts with, you know, depression or anxiety or whatever. And, and, and you know, we had, why am I drawing a blanket her name? Jillian Fisher on the show here uh, last year. And she talked about how she almost committed suicide once. And it's a very real thing. You know, some of the people that you don't expect that to happen to, that's what happens. So you you have to take that kind of stuff seriously. And I think and I think my, my comment of uh, coaches almost being required to have a psych degree to know how to handle certain players and, and, and that like it would help you get the most out of certain players to be able to say, okay, this is this kind of person. And that's that kind of person. So I'm going to treat this person differently, or I'm going to try and teach this person and coach this person a little differently than this person because they'll respond differently to a different coaching method than that person. I think that makes complete sense. But the thing is, is that if you get a dick asshole like Babcock, who has a psych degree and then uses it, I mean, I assume he used it unless he was just a, you know, was a shitty degree and didn't pay attention. Uh, He uses it for evil. Um, I, Tom, Jimmy, Jimmy Davis in the uh, YouTube chat says, uh, yo, thanks uh, for the hard work, guys. Born in St. Louis and in 90, started watching you guys during our run. And he says, uh, uh, Stalter Show, I think. Uh, oh, talking about the ri- where Rivers is at. Run a, Stalter, oh, yeah, right. Stalter is fantastic. And I, I haven't listened to their on, show yet, but I, I need to. That's on yeah, ESPN Radio. 
Um, yeah. and that's a daily, like, was it like 11 to two or something like that? Or I think so. Afternoon yeah. time. It's a one-on-one one. Yeah. And that's great. I'm, Jamie does a great job and it's Stalter's fantastic. So I'm sure it's a good show. Uh, Tom Davis says, uh, let's see if a blues coach, uh, provably used racial slurs, I'd expect him to go no matter how good they were. I, I agree. Um, and, uh, he, uh, and he says he still treated him like that. Despicable. And he also says, this is the kind of stuff you don't get from other sources, <laughs> which, Hey, cool. Or, I mean, you know, we, uh, we, I think, I think it's just a, a, a matter of just paying attention to, uh, what's being said league wide and, and reading articles when they're out there and kind of just combining information. Yeah. Did you did you guys catch any of the? Um, I, I think it was between Carcillo and um, yeah, Chase I saw that about yeah. the Sutters. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and Chase was yeah, Chase was defending, defending Sutters, Carcillo, and Carcillo said, you know, Chase challenged him, said, you know, would you, you know, would you say this to their face? And Carcillo said, I'd welcome that opportunity have a one-on-one with them. Yeah. And today Kimball said that exact same thing that he said about, uh, uh, Avery, um, about being an attention whore yeah. and saying you're, you're doing this to get the attention on you. So. Yeah. And, and the, the Sutter's, uh, now from what I've heard, Brian Sutter has not been dragged into this. It's been Dwayne and Brent, right? Those are the two. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard Brian Sutter's name mentioned. I, I haven't, I just heard the Sutter. I heard Dwayne I and Brent. I believe Dwayne. I've heard. I don't know about Brent. But for I heard sure Dwayne, Dwayne and Brent. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I didn't hear Brian's name mentioned yet. So, I mean, being a blues fan and and hopefully Brian's not involved with that kind of thing. But I mean, knowing the intensity of the Sutter family, it would not surprise me if yeah something came out with Brian. So not to uh, want to read a couple comments here before we lose them completely because um, we actually got a lot of people commenting here. So we appreciate it, guys. Uh, Tom Davis says bring in Erica Weston as a guest. Stay tuned. What, that's uh, all we work, have to say about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, what song was that? It sounds dope. I'm not sure. Talking about the opening song. The what song is that? The opening. It was, was the Cat uh, Church. Oh well, the opening song was the theme song to Stranger Things, which yeah. was our parody intro. So right. maybe uh, that's that. the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jeff, what's good, my brother, from my friend Mark Kapeski, guy I went to high school with. So, uh, Mark, guy I played hockey with, too. So, Mark, thanks for joining us. Very, He's in the military. So, we salute you, sir. I try to do the Sergeant Bilko. Have you guys ever seen that uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. The weird salute he does. Anyway, uh, so, Mark, good to have you. Thanks for joining in. Um, and then, uh, let's see, uh, Tom Davis, I can't believe the captains didn't step up. That was probably when the Alu thing we were talking about. yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. I, I, you want I, the the captain's thing. It, it'd be harder it, still. I mean, the captain's trying to advance his career too. It's just a weird, right? It's thing. The I mean, minor leagues, right? Yeah, your minor leagues. You're trying to get that call up in the NHL. You want to be there. You want to be available. You don't want to be blackballed and sent down, or you know, I don't know, or just not played as much as you should. I, which that that happened. That happened to Alou. So yeah. And I'll, I'll add, and this is where I wanted to go um, with my comments on this, and there's a lot of talk here. I know Tom and, and Jimmy, um, both in our YouTube chat here, are kind of having a conversation back and forth on leadership and yelling. And um, I'll say I had an editor 
um, when I worked in Dallas. Uh, I don't want to say his name because he would love that way too much and he doesn't deserve it. Um, he, Jeff was his name. Uh, he was he was the biggest asshole to me. Um, he treated me terribly. And to be honest, though, I stepped away from that and I said, you know what? I learned more from him than anybody. And and I say he treated me terribly. Yeah, he yelled at me. Yeah, he, you know, said, hey, this is garbage. You're going to have to rewrite this. Um, but, and, and it it's it really hurt. But he, he did it in a way that where it really wasn't even borderline abusive. He, yeah, sometimes he drugged down my confidence. But, man, there were so many times that he would say something that would just make me furious. But then I'd step away and say, well, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Like, I don't want to be yelled at like that again. So it's just some, there's a way to do it constructively. And yeah, and there's, you know, we hear about how Mike Babcock, one of the things he did with, you know, the Mitch Marner thing, for those who didn't hear, he uh, made Marner uh, list uh, hardest working to least hardworking on the Maple Leafs roster when he was a rookie. And then he called it out and said, well, Mitch thinks this and completely terrible moment for Mitch Marner, I'm sure. But there's, there is something to making everyone hate you to work together. And I think that that can work, but again, it has to be done very, it has to be done correctly. You can't just be an asshole to be an asshole. You can't show your power all the time and then just, just, pull crazy shit like Babcock did, you're not only going to be hated, you're going to be fired. Mr. Uh, Blues Hat, to kind of piggyback on what you're talking about, Jeff, uh, he said he had a coach in junior high uh, basketball, I guess basketball, uh, was a real semi-abusive yeller, to make a point. I guess he doesn't mean baseball, because uh, you don't see baseball coaches like yelling, screaming. You see a lot from basketball coaches for some reason. Well, and he uh, says ma- b-ball. I would think b-ball means basketball. Basketball, yeah. Made yeah. me better. Team went undefeated. Best coach I ever had. End of the day, though, you knew he cared about you being your best, which is which is kind of like uh, reminds me of what people said about Bobby Knight in Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, how he was a, just a chronic yeller, screamer, which is like lose his shit on players, uh, throwing chairs during games. He grabbed a player by the neck, which was inevitably his downfall in Indiana, choking a guy, a player, which uh, – you know, I, 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 I don't know if, if, if it's okay to say that, well, it's okay for some coaches to do that. It's okay for some to not, but I think, you know, he said that Mr. Blues hat says that he was semi, a semi abusive yeller. I have to imagine, I have to guess that he was not at the same level as like what Babcock did to Franz and when, Chelios described it as the worst thing he's ever seen in his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 there's, I'm not trying to discredit what he's saying. I just, I, I think that, uh, you know, someone yelling and screaming um, to make a point uh, is different than, than causing a player to have a mental breakdown uh, on the bench. Because Chelios said he didn't know what he said to Franz and he was talking in his ear. Uh, on the bench, but uh, he he had to have said some pretty degrading stuff to him. I, I, you have to imagine. I, I'm I'm just guessing, but f- to cause that kind of thing, 
And plus, I mean, Franz was dealing with depression, so that didn't help anything either. But uh, I don't know. That's tough, you know, because, I mean, coaches yell. But how much is too much? Well, somebody in this this chat, Jimmy Anderson, mentions Herb Brooks. And I think there is something to what we've heard a lot of people say in this whole situation, that that's a different era, it's a different time, because in NHL, I mean, those guys, you know, it's it, it's a short-term thing in the Olympics, uh, which is why Herb Brooks didn't really work out as an NHL coach. Um, uh, short-term like that, you can make that, that kind of system work. But, uh, yeah, I think part of it is that, I mean, he got in players' faces and he yelled at him and he screamed at him. But, again, it was – he did it in a way, unless we're told otherwise, but the way that we're led to believe he was is he did it and players would walk away from that conversation saying, well, i got to prove that asshole wrong. And I don't think players did that with Babcock. Because he did it in, in a very non-constructive way. Keith Price said in the YouTube chat, apparently Chelios never saw a documentary on the Holocaust. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I thought, like, my God, like, that oh. is Kurt's brother right there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> to I was a like, T. I'm like, good points. Well, you know, I mean, if you live through the Holocaust, I'm sure that was much worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Thanks for the perspective. <laughs> right. Thanks for the perspective. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, just don't throw anything at a receptionist like Bobby Knight did, says Tom Davis. Um, <laughs> uh, Chuck Noll equals Terry Bradshaw relationship. Uh, Scuba says that. So, I mean, uh, it's – it's, and Mr. Blues had said that's why I said verbal abuse is a gray area. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, it I, is. That, I get it. Um, case-by-case basis, I guess, maybe. It, well, it's, then a, it's, it's, it's a scientific thing to me. It's It's – there's a border that you have to straddle in order to, to, to be able to be an abusive, I use air quotes on that, coach to make it effective. Because if, if you're crossing that line too much, they're going to, players are instantly going to lose respect for you. And that's what it sounds like happened with Babcock. I mean, there was rumors that the players every year in their player uh, interviews at the end of the year would go into Holland's office and say, you got to fire this guy. We can't work for him anymore. And he just didn't listen, which again, that's that's a different conversation for Holland. But still, it's a uh, it's 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 very hard to straddle that line and do it correctly. I think some coaches do it, and then some maybe they do it for a while, but then they see okay, that's not working. I need to cross the line further, and it just it doesn't go in do, a good direction. Do I mean, have you guys ever had a coach that like screamed his head off? Yes. Oh, yeah. You guys. Oh yeah, I've, I've several like, several hockey coaches to but. the to the point of uh, where you thought, my God, this is excessive. Or did it hit you like, okay, I got to be better. You know yeah. what I mean? I, so I would say that the the differentiator is, I never had a coach that I thought was abusive. Like they were, yeah. they were. I motivators. didn't cross the line, right? Okay. But they weren't abusive. They didn't cross the line. I mean, I had. I, had a couple of coaches who during uh you know scrimmages if they got puck picked off them get pissed off and take a run at somebody <laughs> but that was you know that it wasn't a mind game kind of thing it was just you know ultra competitive and maybe crossed a little bit of a line with that physicality but it wasn't like they were pummeling somebody just right you know it's it just 
No. It, my experience was never, never had anybody who crossed the line. I will say though, my, my the year, uh, my junior year at CBC, we lost one game, and we got back skated. <laughs> <laughs> Only time wow. in my life I ever got back skated. Oh, I bet I was back skated almost every practice for one whole season. It was terrible. Uh and Jimmy Anderson brings up a good point here. Um he says, uh I'm sorry, uh for you guys to say a coach, that was never your profession. So our conversation here will be a completely different conversation for the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Um so he says good point there. And that's why I brought up, and he says here, but for his editor to reach out to him the way he did shows he knew there was potential. Um, that's why I brought up that, because that was my profession. So there is a little bit of a common ground there. Tom Davis asks, was there? Um, which, I don't know, is there potential in my writing? Probably not. Um, so, <laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean, I and, and, that, and I, yeah, like I said, I had a whole season in my high school season, my sophomore year, where we got destroyed every game. Our goalie was awful, and uh, we couldn't score. We had decent defense, but the goalie was awful, and the offense was awful. So that led to losing 4 nothing every game. And uh, I was the captain of that team, so I was made an example constantly. Bag skated throughout practice. I was told to get there uh, before practice um, so I could uh, do some skating before the team showed up. Um, it was terrible. Uh, I got my ass kicked, but, uh, again, I think he did it in a way that it made me at least respect him. And it made me walk away saying, we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. And I think that's the difference here with, uh, the coaching styles that that we're hearing from these three coaches that came out in the last week. Uh, Keith said in the, uh, YouTube chat, Captain Kurt never raised his voice. Uh, only to the officials. Yeah, <laughs> I could imagine. That was, uh, I would yell at the officials quite a bit. <clears throat> and the other team. Never and, my own team, though. But who the maybe, fuck am I? I just, maybe, yeah. maybe once with me. Maybe once with Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> Stop breaking your stick, Bill. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, anyway. That was good talk. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, uh, for chiming in. We had a lot of participation there. Uh, yeah, Tom, yeah. Davis, Jimmy Anderson... Keith Price, unfortunately, a family member of Kurtz. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since our last show, the Blues played four games, went four and zero, four and They beat the Lightning four to three, Dallas three to one, Pittsburgh five to two, and Chicago four nil. Um, Bennington versus Vasilevsky against Tampa Bay. Ah, Sunfist scores twice, left with an injury, mm-hmm. was on crutches and a walking boot after the game. Initially reported that it was a serious injury, but a few days ago, Brubay said the injury wasn't as serious as originally thought, and there's a chance to return to practice on the team's next road trip, which is uh, next week, which is this week that we're in now. So I <clears throat> I watched this game from uh, Forehands upstairs in Forehands. And, uh, it's a so, great uh, spot, by the way. I, yeah, it's it's a great spot to watch a, a game at uh, nighttime because yeah. they do the projection screens on the walls up there and it's, uh, with the – no sun coming in the windows it's uh the the picture is better so daytime game is that where they have the free ski ball free ski ball free arcades yeah up there oh man i i i if i went there for an entire evening because that's always been kind of been like our landing point like Mm -hmm. we'll meet there and then we'll go somewhere else 
If I spent a whole evening there, I would stay in front of that skee-ball machine the whole time. My high score on the skee-ball is 40,000. That's pretty beat good. It, take, beat it and take a picture. I'm telling you. I know I've gotten close to that. I played. I play a lot of skee-ball. I could 40, go professional, but... 40,000 at forehands. None of those other ski balls. This, this, these specific ones. 40,000. Nice. Be to take a photo. Anybody. All right. I'll uh, go there tomorrow. Spend all day there. All right. I'll see you. Let's see it. <laughs> Calling into work right now. I enjoyed this game. This was a fun great game. game. Great game. Great uh, game. Ski ball is fun. Ski ball is great. <laughs> oh, that's not what we were talking about. It's always fun playing <laughs> ski ball. Uh, I bet SunQuest is great at ski ball. <laughs> this was a uh, nice response game after losing the two uh, previous games to Nashville. Uh, and and to be honest, Tampa Bay, when's the last time we lost Tampa Bay? Been twice last year, twice this year? Yeah. Um, we kind of own them. I mean, you know, but they got a point against us last year. It was overtime win the Shen's uh, one nothing game. Yep, squeaker through Shen's, uh, yeah, the, the leaker. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and was it overtime this year too, right? Two was it overtime last yeah. time this year. Believe so. So, yeah, mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. good game versus Tampa Bay. Um, next game was against Dallas. Hang on, uh, real quick. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about SunQuest, but um, I do also want to add uh, Jimmy Anderson, who again, this I think is the first time we've ever seen him in our chat here. He says, "How often do you guys go live? Going to start tuning in. We go live once a week, sir. Every week. Uh, our show is live, so." The only time we have, there's been a couple times where we just can't make it work with the blues schedule or holidays or whatever. So I'll do a recorded one um, and we'll be a little different than this, but every show is live. So uh, stay tuned to us on Twitter, Facebook, and, and we'll keep you updated when the next live show is. Yeah, it's uh, it's usually on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, uh, the occasional Thursday, whenever the blues don't play. Yeah. So if it's a night, and we do pl- some post game shows here and there. Uh, yeah, well, uh, two or three a season, maybe. Yeah, we'll do mm-hmm. uh, if it, it works out better. In a usually East Coast game, early start, early finish. Yeah, uh, we can get a nice post game in. Uh, those are kind of fun. Our very first post game was the Roar Bacon game. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was fantastic. That's true. Uh, um, so I want to add in this game before we continue. Um, man, I would say that game up until Sunquist got hurt. I thought he was the best Blues forward uh, for about the past week. I mean, he wasn't only scoring. He was looking great on the kill. He was uh, forechecking great, uh, just great passing in the offensive zone, getting open for passes in the neutral zone for the defense to outlet. Um, I thought he looked fantastic. So when that injury happened, and we talked about this, Tarasenko's down, Steen's down. When Blay went down, I said, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. This is huge because now the Blues are really hurting on offense. Then Sunquist stepped up. Oh my god! Yeah. Then Sunquist steps up, and then he gets hurt, know, and it's right. looking like it's going to be long term. And I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" I know. I but know. they're losing all their rolling. best players. Well, not their best players, but I mean, substantially uh, players that are contributing substantially. Guys that are are really playing kind of above their pay grade. Uh, Keith Price says, for the record, uh, my newborn baby was crying, but then heard the broadcast and then stopped. Our voices soothe babies. I think that's going to be our new tagline for the show. So, uh, yeah, it's going <laughs> to. <laughs> that's going to be on the the graphic that gets posted on Instagram tomorrow, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> our voices soothe babies. I am. I am writing that down right now. <laughs> Good call. Hey, you know that's what I do. Uh, next game uh, against Dallas, uh, uh, Allen versus Bishop. Uh, Allen, uh, I, you know, 
I love playing Dallas. I mm-hmm. love playing Dallas so much. Uh, Preco scored his second of the season late in the first period. Uh, no scoring in the second. Uh, Hints got uh, his eleventh uh, late in the third, thinking, "Oh shit!" No, overtime because one one three eleven remaining. Uh, be- before they could even finish announcing the goal, uh, O'Reilly scores his sixth of the season on a sweet backdoor pass from Barbashev. Eighteen seconds after Hints's goal. Which, I mean, I, I've said this before, I love it when the Blues score and they're still announcing the goal that was scored against you. It's like, it just shuts the crowd up. It's fantastic. Love it. That, that <clears throat> happened again later this week, uh, right? Um, I might have. Did it happen in the Pittsburgh game? <clears throat> I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe that was, maybe I'm just remembering this incorrectly, but... But no, I love that. Uh, yeah, Hint scores, and then all of a sudden, it's uh, the the Blues answer back. And and this is something we talked about. I mean, again, we've been on the air since 2011, folks. Something we used to bitch about all the time was the same like when the Blues would give up a goal, even as late as even as a, a year ago. Right now, from from a year right now, they'd give up a goal, and they'd give up another one, and then another one, and it was just they would always give up goals in bunches because their confidence would get down. This time, you see them bounce right back and score another big goal. I mean, unreal. Uh, that this is what you want out of your hockey team. And again, with the injuries too, this team's able to bounce right back after a goal and just come at them hard. And that's exactly what they did here. And and it really helped preserve that victory. If that game stays 2-1, that's a much, much different end of the game there. So it, that was a huge goal. Um, Barbashev hit the... <clears throat> empty net goal with three seconds to go to make the final three to one. It was his third goal of the season. Um, another fun game, another solid road game out of Allen. Uh, Mr. Road Warrior stopping 31 of 32. Um, Stars fans have to absolutely be sick of the blues. I mean, after the playoffs last year uh, and how that ended, and then this season beat them twice. Uh, and, and this game, you know, they tied it late. Think, ah, they got a point. And then, nope. Beat them late. Oh, I mean, if I were a Stars fan, I would. I hate the Blues with a passion. Oh yeah, yeah. That we uh, the 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 interview series I had over the summer when I had the Stars uh, Taylor Baird on from uh, Defending Big D. I asked her how big of a rival the Blues are, and she said, "Well, we kind of hate you after that uh, last series, but you know, it's still Chicago, it's still Nashville." I want to ask her right now if that's still the case. They yeah. have to be hating on the Blues. How do you, I mean, after a playoff series like that, and we had a rivalry with Dallas before that. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like the best, but it was, we didn't like each other. I mean, I, I hated Dallas before this, before the last series. I mean, we beat them in 2016 too. Yep. So uh, it's, it's, it's the last two playoff series we played and we beat them. And then this year, two games, it's like, they got to be like fuming. I would be. Um, and then Petro, of course, Petrangelo, which was the highlight of the game for me. They could have oh, lost this game. Yes. And yeah. Uh, Petro tells Jamie Ben, you're fucking washed up. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Love that it was caught on camera. I'm like, yes, finally, some snark out of the captain of the Blues towards Jamie Ben, who's been taking liberties with Petro for years. Uh, it's about fucking time. Yeah. I love yep. it. No, I, I, uh, I mean, we all have seen the pictures of Jamie Ben sitting on Petrangelo that two years ago and how pissed off it made Blues fans. And you see that it was just perfect redemption. I mean, not only the Blues just beat them in the playoffs, Petro turned to him and telling him, "You're washed up," which a lot of people are saying right now about Jamie Ben. So that's 
fucking perfect. Jimmy Anderson says it's so, so fun watching our power play. It's like the Hawks or some of those great teams back in the day, just knowing every shot is a chance. I agree. I think the power play is fun to watch. Uh, I think last year um, at times it was frustrating, but this year it just, I mean, it just looks fluid. Uh, I, I like, I mean, even we don't score on it. I think, okay, that's a pretty good power play. Even we don't score uh, I, lately. It's been good. I like it. Yeah, lots of possession, mm-hmm. lots of zone time. Mm-hmm. Pucks moving around a lot. Players aren't standing still. They're moving. Right. Yeah. Retrieving pucks. Uh, Alabama Blues fan says, change my mind, change my position on resigning Petro. Pay him his money. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's putting together a good season. So is it Norris quality? Is it worth what? Is it worth $10 million? Well, Schwartz needs to stop stealing his hundredth goal. Let's, let's <laughs> no, just get that right. out of the way. Yeah, it's happened twice. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, five-two uh, game versus Pittsburgh. Bennington versus Murray. Uh, the Blues have won uh, won this game. They won their third straight. Uh, Falk and Nathan Walker scored their first goals as members of the Blues. Uh, you know, the outcome of this game, uh, even though Pittsburgh had thirty-one shots, the outcome of this game didn't really seem in doubt to me. Uh, mm, I mean. No. The, uh, Bennington was that good in this game, and I think the confidence behind him is just so strong right now that even I mean, even with 31 shots, you're like, yeah, we'll win this game. We're we're looking good. I I, I had no doubt to in my mind we we'll win this game. I know that that they had 31 shots. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh really had a ton of great chances in this game either. It's like Chicago. Thought, it's like I Chicago thought the defense 38. was yeah. on top of their. And we'll get a Chicago game. Same thing Same with thing. Chicago. I thought they had a ton of shots, but how many chances do they really have? And I'm not taking anything away from Bennington or Allen. They played great, but yeah. the defense has looked phenomenal the last couple of games. I agree. Uh, and the, the holding, holding the shots from the outside, uh, the, the high, the high danger scoring chances aren't there um, as much, uh, you know, 30, 31 shots, 38 shots. It's a, it's kind of a pad in the stats time for the goalies, I guess. I, uh, I'll admit with Nathan Walker, um, I was so happy for him when he scored against Dallas and I was like, all <laughs> right. But then, yeah, the goal comes back. At least he was offsides. It wasn't somebody else that took his goal. Yeah. 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 You know? <laughs> that would have oh, felt bad if I was all somebody All right, else. so I'm going to tell you one that's going to make you guys laugh at me. So we had a three-on-one the other day in, in my game. And, uh, yeah, I definitely went offside. Um, I was skating in, lifted my skate before my teammate passed. And, yep, I went offside. And I'm like, oh, and it was a one nothing game at the time. I feel like such an asshole. You got to imagine NHL players, they do that kind of stuff. It's, oh, my God, we're never getting another chance like that again. Uh, not a good game for Pouliot, who... Uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if that was uh, Pouliot or Rich Pilot. I know, right? Ooh. Got... Got walked badly on a missed uh, hip check. Uh, that And then the guy scores on uh, on Bennington. Yeah. Uh, when he had that it's... penalty in the third, too. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Well, the mishandle, that led to the penalty. Yep. And yeah. and that penalty, I remember, I think it was Payne, which, I mean, he was kind of right, who said, you know, oh, well, you have to take that penalty. And I'm like, yeah, but you also shouldn't turn the puck over and yeah. then let the guy just go right around you. Yeah, it's a it's a it is a deal where you kind of have to take the penalty, but it was your fault that the situation yeah. happened in the first place, <laughs> and then he didn't see a second more vice time after that. And, I, I even and, said uh, sent down after the game. Yeah, yeah. I was say I even said that you know, oh, I I think 
when Bortuzzo comes back, he's going down right away. There's not another look yeah. for him. And then I thought, wait a minute, this is the last suspension game. So, yeah, he will be going down tomorrow morning, and he did. Uh, and uh, De La Rose's uh, pass to McEachern, at, uh, or as John Kelly says, McEachern. <laughs> you know uh, what? Sean McEachern, that's how they said it, his name, too. So I wonder if that is how you actually say it. Uh, maybe it's just, I don't know. I thought they said it was McEachern. I thought they said I've, that. Didn't they say I've that? I've got a pronunciation guide on the NHL media site, so let me look. I thought it was brought up early on when he was brought up that it was it that it that was McEachern. I, I could be wrong, but uh, maybe it's McEachern. <laughs> it McEachern doesn't right sound now. right, though. It sounds like it sounds like somebody's it's, pronouncing McEachern wrong. It sounds like there's an extra syllable. It does. It sounds like somebody's getting the uh, uh, little uh, getting the E and the R mixed up. But anyway, uh, great. Oh, great pass. I think that was his best moment as a blue so far. Cross, cross uh, the entire slot. Yeah, and through legs. Through, oh my god! Yeah. And then McEachern, uh, the, the the ability for it to, I I don't know for anybody who has not played hockey before, to. Receive that pass coming through in, legs, coming, coming across your body, coming across your body through legs, and you're able to redirect that on net. Oh my God, that's so difficult, because that pass coming through legs is hard to pick up. Uh, I mean, it, it, it it had to have crossed three or four legs like he's before it gets to him, and he's uh, it's very difficult. And he did a fantastic job sticking with it, and uh, great pass. For the record, the the NHL focus. media site does say it's Mackenzie McKeck Earn. Okay, so I don't know. Might just be a weird. Kelly mistake, but no, and I will say, man, Dilla Rose, I said this, I think last week at center, he looks great. I love him at center, but again, the problem is you've got way too many centers ahead of him in this yeah. lineup. You're, you're going to have to get him on wing and you're going to have to just find a way to make him work on the wing. And if he doesn't, yeah, he's probably going to not be destined long for this team, but at center, he looks great. I think he makes all the right plays at center. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens when uh, Steen's skating. Uh, Sundquist shouldn't be out that long. Um, who? Uh, so, I mean, we'll get guys back, a couple guys back, fairly soon. So we'll we'll see what happens with Taylor Rose and what, how that affects his positioning and his ice time. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Sundquist will be the guy that pushes him back to the wing. Yeah. Probably He's much more effective. Although Sonny as a third line right winger was looking damn good. He, I yeah. He, he got promoted before for in the Tampa Tampa game. And wasn't he taking shifts on the top two lines? Um Walker also got promoted in the game in the um Chicago. Uh well he got promoted late in the Pittsburgh game. Yeah. To and the they, top line. And they and stuck with it. They stuck with it in the Chicago game, which yeah. you know, worked out. The pass that he made to Shen. Oh, uh, beauty. Allen, uh, Allen versus Crawford, uh, St. Louis versus Chicago. Blues win this one 4 nothing. Uh The Blackhawks only dressed 17 players. So, uh, yeah, we, because okay, they so have we, cap issues. The three of us were talking about this yesterday. We'll talk about the, the 17 players. But you mentioned Allen getting the start. Um, and listen, don't want to take anything away from him. Jake Allen has been fantastic uh, the last five, six starts. And – if you can play him, you play him uh, because he's playing hot right now. But, and, and I know I'm probably just looking for things to complain about. Uh, and, and I think, Kurt, you agree with me here. Bill, you kind of pushed back, which obviously you're the wrong one. Um, <laughs> that, that 
let's have again, it out right now. Again, it, it, for me to for me to refute let's anything, fight for, it, me <laughs> for any for me to refute anything Craig Ruby does is just stupid. So I know that what I'm about to say is wrong because. Craig Berube knows what he's doing. He knows way more than he's doing than, than I would ever know about his position. So I just feel like you look at it how many times, and, and just kind of going back to what we've seen the past couple of years, Jake Allen struggles, backup's playing better, and you say, okay, well, you got to start playing the backup more. But they still kept shelling Allen out there because he's our number one. He's our number one. And right now, and it's not that Bennington's struggling. Bennington's playing just as well, if not better, than Jake Allen. So you got two strong goalies. So again, it's hard to even make this argument. But I felt like that should have been Bennington's start last night. Play Bennington. It's a rivalry game. It's it's a central division game. Uh, it's, you know, you still got some top scorers on that team. And, and uh, you know, you want your starter to play in that game. It's, the schedule's not too tough right now. Um, you could give them a rest against Pittsburgh if you want. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like that was a clear Bennington game, um, that they gave to Allen, who is clearly the backup at this point, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I, I am I crazy in thinking that? I, well, I think, and I, I agree with you, uh, and I think, I think Bill is going to disagree. So we'll, we'll get both sides of it here. Um, I, I here's, and I agree hundred percent agree with you, Jeff. I also want to add to that, that, uh, it's not late in the season. It's early in the season, early-ish in the season. Um, and I think it's, you know, with it being a division game, it's a div- that's the key for me. It's a division game. Um, I think, and I don't care if we're 15 points up or two points up on a division rival. Uh, I think, I think you put your best roster up against a division team every time if you can. And uh, this wasn't a back-to-back game situation. This wasn't, uh, oh, Bennington's played a lot lately. Uh, Allen just played two games in the past week. Uh, so, And as of now, he's played three of the last five uh, after the Chicago start. So uh, Bennington wasn't – and there's not a heavy workload coming up. There's two days off after the Wednesday game, after tomorrow's game. So we've got – you know, I thought – so rest is an issue. I know Bennington's played a lot this year, but – uh, schedules like he didn't play a lot last year. He's not an old goalie. He should be fine. Um, goalies played a lot more in the past too. But okay, I get it. But whatever. Uh, but it to me, it's the division thing. It's the it's the rival th- division game. Uh, you putting your best team out there against a divisional opponent. Um, I know Allen has been lights out on the road. I get it. Um, I, and a lot of people are saying that you should start Bennington against Chicago and against uh, Pittsburgh on Wednesday on uh, national TV. Here's the deal. Um, they, I thought, because uh, uh, Blues National Podcast, they were talking to that they really think that Allen's being showcased. Uh, with, and the, the telltale sign for them was his start last night against Chicago, which I, I, I can buy into that. That's fine. But however, if you're going to really showcase Jake Allen, play him on Wednesday on national TV. And if he, get, if he plays well on the road on national TV against Pittsburgh, um, that's your showcase. That's a that's a nice little chip to uh, possibly trade him uh, to make teams you know be more interested in him, if you will, uh, get some more attention. So uh, I I don't I don't think that uh, starting him in Chicago as opposed to Pittsburgh uh, on Wednesday is uh, a sign they're showcasing Allen. I think the other way around. I think if you start him on Wednesday, that's that's your showcase on national TV. But anyway, Bill. 
counterpoint. <clears throat> counterpoint. Well, to to the last point about showcasing Alan, I think it's all just wishful thinking for most of us who have been branded Alan haters. Um, and it was fun. Hate's a strong word. It, well, it's a very strong word. It is a very strong word. What about but, dad? That's but different. It, it was, it was fun seeing some of the retweets, uh, of the, the people coming out of the woodworks last night, um, to, um, to denigrate Jordan Pennington. And that is, know, that is annoying. Give, give Alan the, you know, his, Do you know what the most an- crown. You know what the most annoying game? thing on Twitter is? Is after Allen has a really good game or makes a couple of flurry of great saves, the folks, it's almost like, see, like that somehow invalidates all the Allen criticism right. that has ever been said right. because yeah. of his play recently. I was like, no, yeah, it was Mr. valid then. Mr. He's playing great now. It's apples and oranges. But yeah, go ahead. And Sorry. Mr. Blue's hat today pointed that out perfectly. It doesn't negate that. Every time he put something decent together, he blew it apart in in the next run of games over his career. Right. And it's mediocrity. We've that's, seen this. That's what his career. Right. And so my counterpoint to to uh, you guys saying that Allen should not have played last night, I, I say going into the game on paper, yes. Yeah. Theoretically, you want Bennington starting that game. However, you're you've when you take into account the form that Allen is in and the form that the Blackhawks were in, oh, I was going to ask you six that. and yeah. skating with one less player. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. I, and and, and that, I, I do want to say, I do want to say that I, I was never against playing Allen. I, right, my, but, my point was my, 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 my stance on it is if I'm given the option, I will defer to Bennington in this case for the reasons I gave. I, I was fine with Allen going. I really, I mean, I was, I was too. I, was I, too. I really was. I, Allen's, it's a road game. Right. The Hawks, like you said, the, the Hawks are, are, are limp, limping around. They, they're not a good team. They're hurt. Uh, they're not a full roster. I get that all the reasons for starting Allen are valid. I get it. That's fine. Um, but I think if you I, had your druthers, if I had my druthers, I would, I would just go with Bennington for the reasons I said, um, but I was perfectly okay. Fine. Yeah. With Allen starting. Yeah. I mean, right now we are in one of the rare positions. Go back to the Halak and Elliot days, the Halak or the uh, Elliot and Allen days when we have two goalies who are in a groove. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't happen often, but right now you could toss a coin. Somebody's going to give you a good, at least road performance. So, um, so I, I don't know. I I thought I thought going with Allen, his career numbers against sh- Chicago. We're good. He's has never faced Chicago, right? He hasn't, and um, you probably want to give him his first game against Chicago on home ice. It's crazy the the way the Blues schedule. Sh- has been played Chicago a whole bunch at the beginning of last year and not yeah. a whole lot at the end of last year. And then yeah, last night was our first game against them this year mm-hmm. in December. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they had, if I'm, if I remember correctly, they had, I think five games against Chicago in like the first three months last year. And then they had one at the end of the season and they started Allen in that one because it was like, we're going to arrest Bennington in this game. This is game 81. You know, and uh, yeah. we're going to have him for the playoffs. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Blues Hat says, can we talk about how much Blues media is blowing Allen? My God, could it be any more obvious? It's like what they did last year with Barkley the dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, but doesn't isn't that the case with any time uh, a Blues goalie is uh, playing well, they just fall over themselves uh, with, mm-hmm. and, and with praise. And and, mm-hmm. and if if a goalie, well, and it's and it's in his well specifically with Allen, I've noticed that that even when he wasn't playing well, when he would make a great save, they would fall over themselves to praise that save. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was. I I feel like I I think we talked about it. It's you know kind of like you know getting a participation medal. Yeah, (laughs) right. I feel like okay. So so I'm going to use the reference of of Jay Bowmeister. I think Jay Bowmeister has had probably his second or third best season as a Blues player this year. Um, And yeah, they give him praise. He makes some he makes some great plays here and there, and they'll talk about it. But I feel like they praised him way more when he was dreadful. And we were asking for him to just be waved, just get rid of this guy. Uh, but they were, they were, they, every time he make one good play out of 10 bad plays, it was, oh, we're going to show this highlight all night. Like, yeah. oh, it's, it's second intermission. This happened in the first 10 minutes of the game, but we're going to show it because Jay Bowmeister made a very nice play. And, and I feel like that's, because he was hated and well that's what the blues yeah. media does i think they they purposely say well right now public enemy number one is jay bowmeister jake allen zach sanford if they make a good play we have got to make sure everybody sees that good do play you, five times do you think it's to shove it in the fan and the critics faces that to the okay well because do you of. think because the media the media i mean they know the players a lot of them do i mean they they some some media travels with the team and uh you know they're, I'm, they're friendly with some of the players so maybe maybe that's part of it mr blues hat does say uh let's see where is it it's it's but it's not just about winning it's the great teammate in quotes crap too which you know what that always reminds me of uh, eric brewer who eric brewer was always labeled as a great teammate and a great locker room guy yep and he was terrible mm-hmm. um on the ice well i who was it that was it Strickland that uh, tweeted out um, that post game interview with Jake Allen shows you just what a great person he is, great teammate. I mean, he might he I'm sure he is. I I don't I mean I'm sure a lot of players are. I but I it's it's it is weird to I mean I I, I get it. They're trying to spin the positive, I, but granted, there's a lot of positive surrounding Allen right now. You don't right. have to do that. But uh, back back when he had his struggles, you would hear that, and I and I. You, I mean, it's it's a simple matter of spinning the positive. I, and I, there's something to be said for that. I mean, Fox Sports Midwest, especially, they're gonna. I mean, they're not gonna criticize their own players too much. I have but, it on good authority um, from a very good blue source, and I, unfortunately, I, I'm gonna be one of those guys and not say his name. That you, you brought up Eric Brewer. Um, this gentleman was told, uh, and, and I heard this firsthand from this guy that if he basically pumped the tires of Eric Brewer and everything he did and his uh, his radio, his writing, that the Blues would make sure that he gets all the prime interviews and that he is first considered for promotions within Fox Sports Midwest or KMOX at the time. Uh, this guy was told this. So he did. He followed those orders and said, okay, I will do that. Um, because that's what the Blues wanted. They said we, and and again, this is back when Brewer was captain, so this was the John Davidson days. I don't know if it's still like that today, but 
that's how it was. And and I, I can tell you right now that that's not the only account of that happening in professional sports. It happens constantly. Well, and uh, that's just how it is. As, as the media, you have to understand that the media is going to pick a, a guy and, and pump him up if that's what the organization wants. Because in a way, the organization is, in a way, paying that guy's salary. Well, but and the media is not really allowed to ask any question they want, right? Yeah. I mean, there are, there are boundaries. You can't just go in there and oh, say what yeah. you want. You'll lose your press credentials. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, look at, look at La Russa. Anyone who followed La Russa... Um, he, uh, <laughs> Bill, yes, that's correct. <laughs> Bill just messaged me privately. He guessed who it was. You are correct, sir. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, La Russa used to kick people out all the time. Was it Nicholas that he took away his credentials? Cause he asked him serious questions. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, and they didn't get along either. And that's, and that's a shame because uh, you, as a fan, you, you, I mean, You'd love to get the whole story. You'd love to get, you know, you'd love to ask, you'd love reporters to ask the hard questions. And sometimes they face criticism for not asking hard follow-up questions. And I don't think a lot of people will understand that they can't. Right. Without, without, you know. I mean, we, I, I know I've made some shitty comments towards JR about, you know, the, during the Hitchcock era. You know about why aren't we asking tough, tougher questions, and why why all the you know the softball questions, and yeah. you know it's true. You yeah. know, I we get it. Yeah, I mean, it's either it's if you if you do that, you will not be welcome back. So, anyway. I will say again that when I was in the media, I once uh, had a question I wanted to ask, and so I asked one of the blues members of the blues um uh game game production staff what they thought about me asking that to the coach at the time and and i was told if you could ask that he's not gonna like it and i can't promise you'll be back for the next game mm. so <laughs> that shit happens yeah that's a shame that's a that's a that's a crying damn shame it is hmm. uh so yeah the four nothing win against uh chicago uh I mean, leonard was sick um, there, people were saying that they'd never seen this happen before with the uh, with the short roster uh, because of the cap issues. It uh, happened for the Blues a couple of years ago. Embarrassing. It did. It did happen yeah. once for the Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a cap issue though, or was it a? It was an issue where they couldn't get a guy there in time. Yeah, I think they had. Was, I think they had a bunch of guys came down with the flu. Yeah, yeah. They they just couldn't get a guy here in time. I think that was. Right. The yeah, issue it, issue was. it wasn't a, a road trip in the. I want to say they were in Detroit, and. The minor league team was on the uh, West yes, Coast. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. didn't they talk about possibly just dressing Bernie Federko to just have a guy on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> that was like a, a serious conversation, but the NHL wouldn't allow it. You know, that's interesting Ooh. because because a, a, a lot of people can suit up to be goalie. A trainer can be your goalie, right? Yeah, it's called an e bug, emergency <laughs> backup goalie, right? It's, it's happened. I mean, and that's what I, I kind of don't get. Like, with Chicago being that, you know, they got all that great press yeah. for well, Scott Foster. Wasn't that the guy's name? Oh, yeah. yeah. For yeah. him getting, actually that's, getting into the game. That's goaltenders, though. I don't think you can do it but, with skaters. Why not? Why uh, not? If, if you can't get somebody, sign them for a fucking $5 contract yeah. and just sit them on the bench and open the gate. Uh, Oh, well, there's a, there's a, there is a league minimum. <laughs> uh, or those uh, emergency contracts, too, I guess, are different. Right. So. I don't know. But anyway. 
this game was never really in doubt. It was kind of men against the boys early, even though the Chicago put up a lot of shots. Yeah. 38. I mean, I got, but uh, I think Chicago played better as the game went on, uh, considering what they were dealing with. Um, but it didn't seem like they were peppering Allen necessarily, those 38 shots. And I think 14 of them came in the last like 11 minutes of the game, yeah. trying to get Kane his extra point, his, his ticks in his point streak, which he did not do. Uh, which was an extra cherry on top of this. Oh, hell cake. yes, it was. <laughs> uh, Shannon Bozak scored in the third. Uh, I say, well, uh, hold on. Uh, you skipped ahead there. I did skip ahead. <laughs> Who scored in the first? Right it was McEachern. McEachern. Yeah. Uh, McEachern and Schwartz scored in the first. Yeah. And Shannon Bozak scored in the third. Um, Allen shuts out the Hawks. Uh, Blues win 4 nothing in Chicago. And we don't have to listen to Chelsea Dagger one time. So McEachern gonna... looked. Great in this game. Have I mentioned how much I enjoy his game lately? He's been good. He's been good ever since he's come up. Uh, up or down a little bit, but uh, he's been uh, overall good. I've just been yeah. a big fan of his since he came up. I, I'd love to see him in the lineup even when all the injuries sort themselves out. He's he's trying to play somebody out of a, uh, a roster slot here. Yeah, well, I, they, they have some interesting decisions to make when guys come back. Uh, I tell you what, of- and they are, they are really going into that they're, they're, it's just you see all these guys come up Nathan Walker and and uh again McKecker and a guy that that wasn't getting a ton of minutes last year and this year uh until the injuries occurred um uh, these guys are all stepping in and playing the Ruby system um it, just everything they're doing is so well executed uh, it's impressive to watch because again I know that they they kind of coach the same method up and down because, you know, they, they want these guys to be able to step in and do that. Uh, I think the Detroit Red Wings perfected that in the late 90s, early 2000s, and you're seeing it throughout the NHL now. But it's just – it's so impressive to watch these these guys step in and be able to play high-level minutes in the NHL. Um, and, again, Walker's the perfect example of a guy that has stepped in and just been fantastic in this system. Yeah, I would say the, the system. And Brube – uh, I think there's a ton of credit for uh, all of this. Uh, I, I mean, it, you, you just you just can't have any old guy, any old system, uh, uh, and the results with uh, uh, this many injuries and the s- success we're having. Um, granted, having excellent goaltending helps, which we've got that. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, credit, Josh, credit to Webb, credit to Drew Bannister too down in San Antonio, the the Rampage head coach. He's obviously doing something right down there with these guys too. Uh, yeah. Josh Webster says, "I feel. Or, uh, do we even? What do you say? Do does this team really need Tarasenko? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, let let's let's. I mean, the Blues' success with him out and the injuries has. Let's be honest. It's been short term. I mean, we'll see how it goes over the course of the season, right? Before we make that right. judgment call, on we're, we're at a high right now. Yeah. So." maintaining this level of play will be interesting. I see if they can do that. And uh, something our friend Scuba says, away broadcast teams say Blues have tremendous locker room culture, which again is so funny because under Yo, how much did we hear about how this team, this locker room's divided? There's a Petrangelo crowd and a Steen crowd. Maroon said it was the most messed up locker room he's seen. I think, did he say that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. And and now we're hearing that these guys have all... I mean, look at the way that when they won, how close those guys all seem to be. You know, they this is a very close locker room, and that's what's going to breed into winning. Yep. 
Uh, speaking of San Antonio, um, Clem Coston, there is an update, which is, it's frustrating when players get hurt down there because it's hard to get information. Uh, yeah, hard to find information. They don't post. They don't post public information. They don't release a lot of stuff. But uh, there was finally a Clem Coston update today. Reports out of San Antonio are that after suffering a shoulder injury that looked to be rather serious at the time, if you guys didn't see it, he uh, went off hunched over in a lot of pain. Uh, he should only miss another five to ten days. I think he was hurt like a week ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not too bad. Uh, super good news, actually. So it's not more serious, especially considering his past people, shoulder issues. A lot of people are saying we might not see him until January. So that's huge. Yeah. Well, and he uh, mm-hmm. his uh, uh, his past shoulder issues were the first thing I thought of because yeah. a severe injury now to that same shoulder that he had issues with before would seem to imply it's a chronic thing. And then you're like, oh man! And people were saying, I, you know, I, I think I we were I I was against sending him down. I I think you guys were kind of against that too, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But uh, that that uh, and as the first game he gets sent down and gets hurt, and I'm like, there you go. I mean, you shouldn't have sent him down. And then there was a bunch of comments. Oh, like he wouldn't have gotten hurt up here. I'm like, you don't know if he would have or not. It's situational. Know. I don't know. I mean, what are yeah, you gonna I, what are you gonna do? Moment. I mean, he, it's not it's not like it's appendicitis. You know, <laughs> this is going to happen. A right, shoulder a, injury, that's that's completely different. It's situational. I mean, if it's a chronic shoulder problem, then, yeah, he's probably going to get hurt either way. But uh, if it's not chronic, then, uh, you know, it's situational. I, I don't know what to say about it. What is uh, it yeah, the blues Russians and shoulders? shoulders? I was just going to say that. What are they, breeding these Russians to Russian. have weak shoulders now? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a... Russian training thing. Well, we need to we need to figure this out. Somebody call Pavel Bore and tell him to <laughs> fix that. Yeah, how was his shoulder? His his knee was the problem. Yeah, for him. Isn't he like uh, he's part of their government, right? Doesn't he like do something with like head of sports training or something? Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he is. Minister of sports. Minister of sports. Like that. that sounds right. That sounds very Russian. Uh, the Blues have won four straight games. They're now 18-5-6. and six. They're tied for the most points in the NHL with, uh, I'm sorry, most road points in the NHL with uh, 23 coming into tonight. Uh, first in the Central, eight points coming into tonight. And then uh, first in the West, a five-point lead coming into tonight. So third overall in the NHL, one point behind both Washington and Boston. Uh, Boston, uh, winners of seven straight, has yet to lose a regulation game at home. They're 11-0-4. So Boston's looking strong. Mm, what did they played Carolina tonight and may have lost? And Washington beat uh, San Jose. or was beating San Jose five to one. Yikes! Teal Town, what's going on? Jeez, <sighs> it's <laughs> Marty Jones has the Jake Allen syndrome. Uh, so or Washington's really good. A combination thereof. Well, up next for the Blues, Wednesday night at Pittsburgh. It's a nationally broadcast game on NBCSN. Uh, we just beat the Penguins 5-2, to two, and I'm sure they'll be looking to return the favor a bit. Uh, Pittsburgh is currently 14-9-4, fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. They've lost two straight, but they're 10-3-2 at home and are 5-4-1 in their last 10. Good home record for Pittsburgh, so we'll see how it works out. They're kind of a surprising team to me. I, I mean, I thought I, – I think they've – fallen out of favor with being one of the top three teams in the Metro. But um, I thought they'd have a pretty big step back this year after the Kessel trade and um, just, you know, their, their veterans getting older, uh, but they look good this whole year. I thought they looked okay in the opening minutes of the game Saturday or Thursday, whenever that game was against the blues. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, 
they're a good team. They they still can bring it even without Crosby in the lineup. Uh, and they and uh, they mentioned how good um, what's his face is without Crosby. Malkin, mm. uh, he, he steps, steps up it up. He, he steps always up his game. He, steps it up. He puts up points when uh, Crosby's not there. So that's that's a sign of a a, a leader, good player there. Uh, Jimmy Anderson says, uh, "Ha ha, dude, Kurt Price, how the hell are we saying what you just said so calm about the Blues uh, stats about where the on the standings? LOL, how good has our hockey world become? I know. I, I think I tweeted out uh, the other day. I was or yesterday after the after the win. Let's see if I can find it. It is uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Hmm." I almost said MILF. <laughs> no, um, vamp. <laughs> not uh, Jimmy, vamp. Jimmy Anderson in the uh, in the, the chat here, I'm not going to say why he references this, but he says the thing that hangs out with Jabba the Hutt, that his name is Salricious Crumb. So so bring that to your next trivia night. Uh, what I tweeted out last night was, uh, after the game, uh, wins are just expected now. Tied for the team record for November points. Four straight wins, eight point in the division, five point lead in the West. Goal uh, differentials climbing. Defending Cup champs. Our number one is a legit number one. Our number two plays like a number one on the road. Next man up is working. Uh, life is good. Fan, uh, Blues fans enjoy it. So I mean, yeah. I enjoy it. Drink it in. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. It can change quickly. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, we've been through so much with this team over the years that. Uh, yeah, soak it up right now because uh, this kind of stuff. I mean, any team that's had success uh, will say it doesn't last. So enjoy it while it lasts. So hopefully it lasts a while. Because yeah. I mean the I mean the roster, the contract situation was good this year anyway. Right, um, and, and and next we're year we're not going to get derailed by a, um, a labor stoppage. No, that's, that's not happening this time nope. around. Nope. So, Love yeah. that. I'm. I'm. Uh, it's I. It's a it's a it's a good thing. It's fun to be a blues fan right now, and uh, them. It's always been fun to be a blues fan, to be honest. But it's it's different now. It's, it's so much being better since they won a cup. It is. Oh man! Rewarded. I mean, I'll admit. I mean, I hate to sound like you know we 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 kind of poke fun at the people. Who's like, oh, they won a cup. You can't be mad at them. But like, even when they do something stupid or just have a bad loss this year, I found myself saying, "Hey, you know what? At least I finally saw it." So it is. It is. It is a lot of fun to be a Blues fan right now. <laughs> yeah, it it just it tempers the expectations, right? And anything can happen. Our season turned on a dime in the right way last year. Could easily do the same thing in the wrong way this year. We had a lot of conversation in the chat tonight. So uh, crazy amount. So we yeah, love was, it, guys. Thank that you. That was a lot of fun. So thank and you. And no guys. spammers this time. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys for contributing in the chat. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So uh, uh, come back again next week. We'll be, we'll do the same thing. Hopefully, it will. I know the holidays are coming up, so uh, we got to figure out our schedule. But uh, middle of the week uh, when the Blues don't play, we try and do a show. So yeah, tomorrow night would have been a good uh, post game show had it been a normal Pittsburgh time. Right. But national, national broadcast. broadcast. Get the later start. So. Uh, man, Jim, Jimmy Anderson, I think wants me to spell Salricious crumb. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, S A L S R I C C I U S and then C R U M. I believe if I got that right, I'm very impressed with myself. Josh Webster just said the people who said the 2019 blues were a fluke are punching the air right now. 
yeah, and I think that uh, Bennington has proved that last year was not a fluke. You see that sometimes with goalies. They have a nice run late in the season in the playoffs, and uh, and then they don't really – they fizzle the next season. Bennington's been everything he, we'd hoped he could be this year yeah, so I mean, far. He had a bit of a soft start to the season, but well, he's, he's come on and he's – He's had a bit of a soft start to the season, but I think that is something that any, any great goalie has – uh, of of three four games where they're not fantastic, you know. I mean, there were his numbers weren't terrible. I mean, they weren't that great, but it it didn't last. Right. It was no, a short time. No, he's so, yeah. he he has looked like an elite goalie. Yep. Over the last five starts, and Jake Allen, knock on, yeah, has looked elite over the last two starts. Yeah, he's he lo- he's been and he's been very good on the road ever since uh, Berube took over. Yeah, his number his road numbers since uh, last November or whatever it was were just are really really good. And his no home numbers worst in the league, mm. yeah. <laughs> but road numbers best in the league. Do you so, do you try to start sprinkling in some home games? I mean, I, no, they teams, did that maybe? and it failed. Well, they did. Oh, but I mean, what, what do you do if uh, Bennington gets hurt? That's well. Here's the thing: is that I guess I guess you ride this as long as you can. I asked this on Twitter. At what point do you try to start Allen a home? There's no back to backs uh, with a home game coming up in forever, so they don't have that issue. Uh, they do have a game against Winnipeg late in the seat or late this month. You definitely don't start them in that game. Well, uh, yeah. his record against Winnipeg is atrocious. It's uh, so we got a game against. Okay, there's a there's a Home and at home against Winnipeg. Uh, the uh, the road game is Friday, the twenty seventh, and then we have a game on Sunday afternoon at home against Winnipeg. So, I, if you want to give one start to Bennington and one start to Allen against Winnipeg and back to back games, I, you could do it there, and and the home game would be an afternoon game. So, um, oh, those are awful in afternoon games. Yeah, I know, I know, but then there's, and there's January, there's uh. I don't know, man. I mean, there's a game against Buffalo uh, on Thursday the 9th. And I think this goes to the point of why he started last night. We've historically looked at the back-to-backs is where he starts. We don't have that coming up. Right. So get him starts in the the games you think he's going to be successful in. And that's and that's fine. And that's fine. I, But yeah, there's no... I mean, the home games are going to be... It's... Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, well, it'll be interesting to see when they do because because uh, the last one like was Montreal, right? This season, uh, yep. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It was a, it was a bad game for him. <laughs> That's game. the only home game he started this year. Is it? Right. Uh, I thought he had one other, but and so it may have been he may have had one since then. But yeah. thought he had one in November. But mm. Amp. I want to add uh, real quick, if, if we're closing up here, that um, yep. I know, uh, again, the Jimmy Anderson in the chat here, um, he mentioned earlier that he wants to know when we stream and all that. So I don't know if you know, these shows are also podcasted. So if you uh, if you are nude completely to Let's Go Blues Radio, if you can't catch us live, we podcast every show. It's, it's out the next day, uh, typically sometime in the early to mid-afternoon. Usually, um, we usually we try we shoot for like uh, it, the show to be done uh, early morning or not late late morning and then it usually starts to show up in the directories like at one o'clock or so. Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, yeah, so uh, we always tweet it out. We put it on Facebook. We put it on Instagram when the show's available. So just follow us there. And uh, yeah, Twitter. You, uh, yeah, and we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're everywhere. Google we're Podcasts. Everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Any directory, so, you search for Let's Go Blues Radio and you'll And you'll if you go us. to letsgobluesradio.com, you can find us there as well. Um, but uh, I will add to my comment earlier, Jake Allen. That is let's the go blues. only... What? what? You well, said let's go radio. You can go yeah, both, 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 both work. It takes both you work. there. Both work. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want to confuse people. Well, I'm just both saying. Work. You could go there. Let's go blues.com or let's go blues.com slash radio. Let's go blues radio.com. Right. There's right. a lot of them you can go They'll to. They'll work. Uh, but uh, Jake Allen. Uh, Blueshockeypodcast.com. Oh, wait. Not anymore. Never mind. No, not anymore. Um, <laughs> DarrenKimble.com. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> over. Oh, my God. Is that taken? Oh, let's see. Let's look it up. Uh, October nineteenth, Montreal. That is the only home game Jake Allen has started. So yes, that is correct. Okay. Uh, nothing's coming up so far, but it's just you loading. Probably loading, spelled loading. it incorrectly. Um, I spelled it how he spelled it, which is probably misspelled. D a r i n. D a r i n. Just yeah. two R's. Is there two There's R's? One. I thought it was one. Really? Okay. Let's see. Yeah, it's one. <laughs> you see, you son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. Yep. <laughs> uh, did I? Did, was I aware of this? Did you tell me this? I probably did. I you don't might. Know. Okay. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Go to DarrenKimble.com. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yep. I love it. Darren with one R. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then uh, Jimmy Anderson says, I just liked on Facebook too. Just like the live podcast to talk blues with actual fans. Yeah, Jimmy, every every show that we do live, we've got a, an awesome live chat with great fans. A lot of the guys you're seeing right now, but uh, a couple other guys that sometimes chime in too. So thank you very much for checking us out. I'm glad you yep. enjoyed it. Tell your friends. Uh, that'll uh, wrap up season or episode 42 of season 8 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast Let's Go Blues Radio thank you for listening and thanks uh, to those again who participated in the YouTube chat during the live show I uh, hope you had fun for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day I'm Kurt Price until next time everyone Let's Go Blues Let's Go Blues Baby Whispering Let's Go Blues Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? Only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.